building a brand could be small. It could be medium. It could be large. doesn't really matter. But I do know that a lot of people don't look at a, they don't look at like building a brand the same thing as like building a niche website or a niche site. Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. All right, guys, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be sharing something with you today, which I'm calling niche properties. And the reason why is because when we think about building a brand, we think about all of the things that it will take to build a brand. Whenever you hear brand presence, it's like big, right? It's like Pepsi. It's like Nike. It's like brand. And, you know, I have a podcast called rock your brand and building a brand could be small. It could be medium. It could be large. doesn't really matter. But I do know that a lot of people don't look at a They don't look at like building a brand, the same thing as like building a niche website or a niche site. Um, And the reason why I wanted to kind of clarify that is I felt the same thing, right? Like I feel like building a brand, it does take more. A lot of times a brand could be you, or it could be, uh, you know, something that you believe in a huge impact that you're going to make. And that's all fine. And then when you think about that, it thinks it feels like a lot of work. And it can be, and I've done it and it is actually, it's a, it's a commitment. It's a lot of work, a lot of time, but what I've been doing, and it kind of happened by accident. What I've been doing is building these little, I say little, uh, and the reason why I say little is because there's not much to them and there's not a lot of commitment on my part. So when I talk about building a niche property, it's, something that is going to be created that I am not a part of. That's how I look at these niche properties. Okay. It's like I'm building something in two niches right now, soon to be a third. Actually, we've already started kind of laying the foundation. Uh, there's one of the building references and you guys will hear me talk a lot about that here in this, um, in this episode, because, uh, it does have a lot to do and it comes full circle to building and, and creating, but then monetizing. So it's kind of like a piece of property. It's like we build something. We got to start with the foundation. We got to build the walls. We got to build the floor. We got to do all that stuff. And then once we get it built, depending on how long it takes us, we're going to rent it out or we're going to sell it. And so when I came to this realization that what I'm doing here when I'm building these, and like I said, I've been building these inside of our academy as case studies, but also knowing that I'm building a piece of property that I could soon start to collect rent on which is basically getting it to a thousand dollars or more. And I'll talk about why a thousand dollars is my marker. Uh, and it will relate back to real estate and real property. Uh, but my whole goal here was number one, I wanted to be in the trenches. I wanted to be in the trenches doing something and, and building something. Okay. Uh, that's what I come from. I come from a building background. So I love building things. You know, if I stopped this, you know, this uh, podcast, or if I stopped the YouTube, or I stopped any of that stuff, I would still be doing this here. I'd be building these types of properties. Now that I know more, now that I know the value of them, they're becoming even more popular as far as people wanting to acquire them. Uh, and it, to me, it has been the easiest thing and the hands-off thing that I've been able to do. All right. Because when I started building these two niche sites as a, a case study, I wanted to do it without me being the face. I wanted it to be uh, as if I was just going to do it, build it in this this market where I knew there was traffic. I knew that there was money being transferred. There was going to be monetization, uh, which is another important thing. You have to validate that. We'll get into that. But it it hit me that, you know, I could build these things and it might take 18 months. It might take two years before I get to my number. But the difference is this. If we think about a piece of rental property, now I have an Airbnb. I've had rental properties before. I sold the ones that were single family homes that were monthly. So I had a single family home 
uh, let's see, probably 10 years ago now. And I was collecting about $800 a month rent on that property. And I should have been charging about a grand, but the lady that was in there, she was so good and she kept everything nice. The, you know, the taxes would go up. I still wouldn't raise her rent. So I made a, an error there on my, on my own, but I should have been charging her a thousand bucks, but that property had a mortgage on it. That mortgage has to get paid. The insurance has to get paid. The taxes have to get paid, right? All that has to get paid. And so I have the mortgage, I'm paying the mortgage off and I'm netting maybe 350 bucks a month. And that's to go really into the savings account just in case something goes wrong. So I really can't cash out on that property until I sell the property. It's kind of like an online business and a physical product business, especially like we recently sold a business when we made the most money was on the exit of the sale. And, uh, you know, that's usually the case. Okay. So when you have a piece of rental, you're always looking at, okay, positive cash flow. So I'm not in the red, the, the, uh, the home or the, uh, rental is being paid. Uh, the mortgage is being paid by the tenant. And then as the property gets more equity and the mortgage gets paid down, that's when you can start making money, but it might take you five years. It might take you 10 years. It might take you 20 years to get that property to where it's cash flowing and you're able to actually make a thousand dollars per month. Like if you took a property that you, like, like I said, in that example, let's say that I had a $150,000 mortgage, right? And let's say that my mortgage payment on that for 30 years, and I don't know what the interest rates and stuff now, but let's just say it was six, 700 bucks. My taxes are another 300 bucks, depending on where you live. If you're in New York, they would have been more, but let's just call it, it's like $900 right? Your insurance on top of, let's just call it $900. And let's say I'm charging 1200. I'm 300 in the net, right? I'm netting $300. That's one property. Now over the year, let's say in five years from now, I'm probably still netting the 300, but that's a but there if there was no issues, because if there's an issue that $300 I saved for the year, that's $3,600. What if the furnace goes? What if the roof goes? I got to pay for that out of pocket. Okay. So there's a lot more risk in that. So what I did was I was like, okay, I don't want that model anymore. I'm going to throw that out the window. I don't want to do that. But then Airbnb became more interesting to me. And guys, I'll get, I'll get to how this all ties into building these niche properties and what I'm doing there and why I love it so much and how you can do the same. And I was explaining this to my good friend, Ryan Lee, who actually, I got this idea to call it niche properties, but also to possibly do a training on it. All right. Uh, this is a lot of what we teach inside the Academy, but I'm going to actually, I'm thinking about creating a dedicated training just to this for anyone that wants to build properties like this, build a portfolio of them or sell them, build them and sell. Uh, there's a huge market out there for properties that are earning anywhere from 300 bucks a month to, you know, $3,000 a month. And you can get anywhere from $5,000 for that site up to $500,000 for a site or more. Um, so if we're, if we're looking at this as, okay, the Airbnb market, I like that better because I can charge more. So here's a perfect example. And I'll give you guys the real numbers here. Okay. About two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. Now my wife and I invested in an Airbnb, that Airbnb property is it's in a niche of its own, meaning it's on a lake. Okay. And it's lakefront property. Okay. Right away, more money. Okay. We have a different clientele because these houses that this guy that's managing them for me, he's managing the one property that I have. Um, it can, it has to be a luxury lake house. It can't be a cabin. It can't be a tiny home on a piece of land. It needs to be a premium property. And all of the properties that he has are a million plus. Okay. So in order to do this, I needed to find a house that was on the water. Okay. And I needed to be able to purchase that and still be able to put money into it and get it up to where the standards are, are like luxury. And I needed to do that, but then I was hoping that it was going to rent. Okay. So, uh, let's see, I think the property was 850 grand, put $200,000 in renovation. Okay. And it took us almost six months to get it ready. So the mortgage needs to start getting paid 30 days after you sign. So basically mortgage payment right around, let's just call it four grand, right? Four grand on that kind of money. You got four grand. Actually, let me step back. $850,000 mortgage. I needed to put 20% down. 
do the math on that. It was like uh, another couple hundred grand, like a hundred and actually it was about 170 grand. Uh, and then you got your reno 200 grand, right? So about $370,000 out of pocket. Okay. And then you got the mortgage on top of that. Now that you're paying, right? So you have all that stuff going six months with no one in there yet because we're renoing it. Okay. And I paid someone to do that. And so it took us six months to get it to where it was going to start producing cash. Well, once we opened it up, put it into his inventory, it started to make money and it's making really good money right now. Really good money. Okay. I mean, that property right there will range from 500 bucks a night to $1,500 a night, which is crazy. I don't know how he's getting it, but there's people, there's uh, rich people out there that are buying the, or I'm sorry, renting these for a week or two weeks and spending crazy money, but I'm happy with that. Okay. So that's netting me a real good return. But to do another one, I I need to repeat that. I need to go get another mortgage. I got to pull money out of savings and put into that, which I don't want to do and go through that whole process. But I'm like, you know, I like rental property. I would rather do like these little Airbnbs, but they're expensive and there's a lot of risk there. And the housing market is really high right now. So it wouldn't be a good time to buy. Maybe I should just build more of these little websites, these little niche websites, right? And then I can either I can either sell them or I could hold them. Okay. So an example is I've spent probably to date about fifteen thousand dollars for the one website that we have up and running inside the academy that we've already done a case study, and that's that uh, site right now. Last month we did just over I think it's fourteen hundred dollars. Okay. Now I take out my expenses about probably four hundred ish dollars, maybe a little bit more on the content that's being produced for that. We're almost at a thousand dollars net right now. So if I was to back off and not keep adding any content to that site, that thing's going to produce me, let's just say a thousand dollars net right now. Okay. Thousand dollars for me to get that same return. I'd have to go buy a piece of property for a couple hundred grand. If I wanted to kind of have a single family home and I wanted to do a little bit of renovation on it. And then I wanted to get a tenant in there that's paying me $1,200, $1,500 for that property. And I might net 300, maybe $500 if I'm lucky, right? I got to do all that. Well, why don't I just take, I don't know, 10 grand or 15 grand and invest in content, develop it over the course of 12 months, then two years, and then get it to a thousand dollars. So once I have two or three of these already generating this, and by the way, the thousand dollars, that's low actually. The one site I know is going to probably climb to two, three, maybe even $5,000, depending on how we monetize it. And some of these you might want to monetize differently, right? Some of them we're only going to do Amazon affiliate links and we're going to do Mediavine. And that's all we're going to do. Um, Other ones we might do, actually, there's two of them that we're doing right now that we're going to do Amazon uh, affiliate products. We're also going to do Mediavine or Ezoic, whichever pays better. And then we're going to do an Etsy shop on top of that, which will, which will basically be print on demand, right? So depending on the niche, depending on the site, we could go from $1,000 to $5,000, right? And now you get five of these sites, right? You're either at five grand or maybe 15 grand or 20 grand, depending. And now I've got this portfolio of sites that all I need to do is take my, my crew, my, you know, I go back to my contracting days, take my crew which is my, my writers, my publishers, right? The, the keyword researcher, like those people. And I just need to keep them doing what they're doing. It's like me, if I went to a job site and I said, okay, guys, we got to sheetrock this, tape it, and we got to have it ready for the painters. That's what we got to do, right? That's what, that's what a writer does. A writer is going to take and they're going to create, and then you're going to hand it off to a publisher, which is going to do the optimization, the SEO, the link, uh, the internal linking, all of the stuff that's required. And then Okay. Then we're able to rinse and repeat this because now I've got a crew that I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to go in there. We're going to build this thing. We're going to get up to where we're at, you know, I don't know, 50 articles. And then we're going to go to two articles a week or something like that. Right. So it's very, very similar, but the risk is a lot less. Now, here's the cool thing. If you're a handyman, you could do the work yourself. Okay. So if I wanted to, I could have went and did my Airbnb by myself. I could have did all that work that that contractor did. I could have hired it out. I could have did some of the stuff myself. I could have saved myself probably a hundred grand, but I'm like, that's not my thing anymore. I don't want to do that. My time is, is, uh, is better spent elsewhere. Okay. So I let them do that. 
Okay. And so if you're just starting out, you're like, I would love to do this and add another, maybe a, maybe it's a, a new niche property that you want to add, or maybe you want to, maybe you want to uh, take your existing uh, a site and maybe you want to turn that into a property that you're eventually going to use as a rental or sell. Okay. So when I was sharing this with, uh, and this is how this whole thing kind of happened. This is why I'm even talking about it like this is I was talking to Ryan Lee, good friend of mine. He owns a company called rewind, which is a supplement company in a sense. It's, he sells like a, uh, it's like a healthy green drink. You should go check it out. Uh, so rewind is his main company right now, but he still does some uh, teaching for entrepreneurs and all of that. And him and I had a conversation, him and I are, are good friends. Now we usually jump on a call once a month just to catch up and to really, uh, kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And help ourselves see things that we might not be seeing because we're in it and we need that, you know, that 10,000 foot view. And so I was telling him about, you know, some of these sites, I actually told him about the one site that we recently sold that was also our e-commerce brand, which was get, which was making about three to $5,000 depending on the month in just ad revenue. And he's like, that's crazy. He goes, so no one, they don't have to click on anything. I'm like, no, that you just need the traffic. And then the traffic converts. Now, not all niches are the same, obviously. And so he was like, Scott, like, that's beautiful. Like you should keep doing that. And I'm like, oh, I am, I am. And I said, it's pretty easy now because we've got a system and we've got like all the parts in place and, and all of that stuff and all the steps. And I said, I'm kind of teaching it in the academy, but I'm teaching it more as like a brand build. And he goes, yeah, but brand sounds so big. People think that's like, you got to build a brand like Nike or Pepsi, or it's, it feels big. It feels heavy. He goes, you need to, you need to, if people want this niche property idea and they want that to build a portfolio of these or even just to have one as a nice little you know maybe it's going to pay your mortgage maybe you're going to build this thing to just pay your mortgage maybe it's going to be a, a site that generates $1,500 a month and your mortgage is going to be paid maybe that's it okay and you put in a little bit of time on the side to do this and you build this uh you know skill set and he's like but Scott man you got to teach this because I mean I've been in this business a long time I've done, you know, the, uh, the AdSense and all of that stuff. And this, I mean, this is great. Like your RPMs are really high and RPMs is basically like how much these networks pay you per thousand impressions on your site. And they range from, I mean, we've had them as low as five bucks. Then we switched over one site from Ezoic to Mediavine. We went from $5 per thousand to, uh, anywhere from 20 to $35 per thousand. So we jumped way up just from switching networks. And, uh, he was like, man, you got to teach that. Like you need to do a training, whether it's a workshop, a course you need to, and, and you need to use this idea of real estate because a lot of people want to get into real estate, but they know it's a, it's a huge expense. It's, it's a, it's a risk, a huge risk. And honestly, the upside is after you sell to build one of these less, you know, less risk. You can do a lot of the work yourself. And you can also sell it just like you could a real property. And I'm like, all right, well, may maybe I'll do that. So that's when I decided to do this, this episode on this topic to where I'm kind of outlining what it will take. And I I'll get to that here in a second because there's four, there's four components. There's really only four components to making this work. Okay. And we're going through this process right now. Again, I'm building out my third site. So we've got two working right now. They've been going for around 18 months. I think one of them is at the 19 month mark. Uh, and then this one here that I am uh, going to be building is pretty much from scratch. But here's the interesting thing. I had a domain that I was using for one of my first, uh, my first physical products. And uh, it was just sitting there. It wasn't doing anything. So it has built up some age on the, on the domain and it's built up some authority on that domain. And if you know anything about that, like people are buying domains that are aged because Google looks at them as they have more authority. So I said, why don't we build on this? Because this is in the market that we're going in. It's in a, it, it can be the, the way that we named it. I'm like, let's just start adding content to that and start building that out. And, uh, and this also came from, a, uh, I was going to buy a site. So here's the interesting thing. Like I'm always looking at sites to potentially buy. If I see, it's kind of like finding a house that needs work and then you buy it, you fix it, and then you flip it or you keep it running as rental. That's how I look at like buying these little sites. I was going to buy a site for like $42,000. 
and it was already positive cash flowing $1,200. And you would say, Scott, that seems like a no brainer. Why wouldn't you invest 40 to make 1200? Your investment will be paid off, you know, in not that, in not that long. And then you'll have a, a, you know, clear and free piece of property. The problem was, is the links that were coming to the site. And that's why you got to know what you're doing when you're looking at like buying a site is there was links coming to the site that were manufactured links, meaning it was a private blog network, which Google could penalize you for. So if you have traffic coming from Google and you get penalized, you could lose all that traffic and then you would lose all your income. So it was too risky for me. Didn't want to do it, but I did get an idea from the site that I wanted to build upon. So my idea was I'm going to build a site that is similar, but better. And it's not in the exact same space. Um, so I'll leave it at that. But what I'm saying here to you guys is this is what I'm going to be focusing on and I'm just sharing it with you and I might do an upcoming workshop on this. I might. Uh, and we are going to be uh, calling it niche properties if we do decide to do this. I see some I see some uh, open space out there for doing this because it's not being done. It, there's other people built, you know, showing how to build a niche site and all this stuff. But a lot of times it gets a lot, it gets a lot more complicated. Um, my thing is, is straightforward, simple. Okay. And so what I'm going to be doing over the next three to five years is I'm going to be building out my portfolio of rentals or of niche properties. Okay. Like a rental property. And I may sell some, I may keep some. Okay. That will decide later. But the idea is to always have two or three of them that are like right now, these are the, the two that I'm working on are going to be approaching two years. I'm going to start another one right now. That'll be two years behind. Well, those, those two that are already there will be four years ahead when this one here matures to two years and you see what I'm saying. So we're always going to be having a few new pieces of property being built. And that's kind of how I'm looking at this. So I'm, I'm in a sense, a general contractor, right? I'm going to be facilitating this. I'm going to be finding the niches. See, I, I find um, a lot of satisfaction in doing the digging and finding the niches. Um, and then from there, building is also fun, um, but not doing the work, right? I love to take something and have the idea, find the idea, and then build it, right? And then watch it as it grows. And then go in there and tweak things and go, okay, now we've got 60,000 people coming to our website. What could we put in front of them that might interest them? Is it a new lead magnet? Is it, uh, it going to be a new product? Is it a digital product? Any of that stuff, um, which is really cool right? So when you get the traffic, that's when you can start playing and testing. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So let me go over what this looks like. Now, if you guys are watching this, uh, on the live stream that I'm doing now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I did this as a coffee talk, but if you're, if you're watching this live, I'm just, I'm interested to know, uh, is this something that would interest you? Is this something that if you could spend a couple hours a week to basically either facilitate this. So you'd have other people doing, you'd manage that or doing it yourself. Two hours a week is about all that you would need. Once you got that up and running. Now, again, we got to build the foundation. We got to build the walls. You got to do all that stuff. But is, is this something that has kind of piqued your interest? I'm just curious. All right. So if you guys do that in the comments, that'd be great. If you're listening to this, just say it out loud. Yes. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Or no, no, that's Scott. I'm good. Okay. I'm just, I'm just curious. All right. So, all right. So here we go. I've already kind of identified the rental property and having a real, uh, property versus having a online property. Right. I think we both agree. It's, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing, right? To have this. Okay. So now let's move on to what are the components that you need to do? And I'm just going to run you through these really quickly. I'm not going to spend all that much time here, um, going through all this stuff, but, um, it is pretty much this simple. Okay. So number one, we have to choose the niche. We have to validate the niche. And I've talked about this before. I did a full workshop on this called the niche finder fast track workshop which isn't publicly available right now. That's inside our Academy, but, um, choosing your niche is, it's something that you, you can develop. It's a skill, but it's something you can develop and you get better at the more that you do it. Okay. But the main thing that we're looking for inside of building a niche property is 
we want to make sure it has traffic, but it has enough traffic that if I'm going to be able to get traffic from Google, sending it to my website, is there enough there that if I turn on an ad network, I can immediately have revenue. We have someone inside of our academy who was upwards of 50 or 60,000 page views. She had not turned on Mediavine as of yet. She ended up going through the approval process because we did. So we went through it and then she's like, I'm going to try to go through it. So she did. She finally got approved. She turned it on. And in one month, she did over $1,400 from that ad network, from just turning on the ad network. Nothing else changed. Nothing else changed. And she also did about $350 in Amazon sales. So that site had done over $1,800 pretty much passively. Okay. She didn't have to ship any products. She didn't have to deal with customer service. She had to do none of that stuff. It was traffic, ad networks, affiliate offers from Amazon. That is it. Okay. So when you get the traffic and you get the niche right, you just have to get the traffic, which is creating the content, which is going to move me into the second piece here. So first thing is, is we're going to choose the niches and I'm always looking at niches. I'm always, I, I literally just found a niche. Because again, and I've taught this for years is like your touch list. If you just went around in this, okay, what did I, what did I touch today? Or what did I research today? Because I'm thinking about buying that could be a market all in itself. And I recently did this and now I'm going to build out a portion of that new site with this sub niche. Um, so that's how you have to do it, right? You have to kind of look at things that maybe you've noticed someone else is interested in. You're like, wow. Uh, you know, someone is researching handstands. So maybe I'm going to look into the handstand niche. It's weird, but there's a guy right now that I know that's doing over a hundred thousand dollars a month teaching people how to do handstands right now. These aren't just like do one handstands, like all these different versions of handstands. And it's probably for performers or something like that. I don't know, but crazy, right? Who would think handstands hundred grand don't know. So Choosing the niche is big. That's the first thing we're always doing. And we validate the niche has traffic. And we also validate that it's generating revenue by looking at other sites. So we, we more or less take the niche. We then run it through the validation process, which is really, does it get traffic? Is it being monetized? And the way that we can find out if it's being monetized is we can a lot of times find a site that's already getting traffic. And that also validates traffic for us, but it also validates that they're running ads. Is it Mediavine? Is it AdThrive? Is it Ezoic? Okay. So that's choosing the niche. The second thing is now creating the content. Okay. And in that content, what we want to do is we want to start going after the low hanging fruit. And I've said this probably a thousand times now it's answering the questions, right? Can you catch bass in a pond? Can you use rubber worms to catch bass? Those are the ones that we're going to start right off the bat. And that's the ones that people don't usually do because they're like, well, I want my site to be more interesting. I want my site to no. we want to answer questions. That's all I'm doing. I'm basically creating a site that answers questions for the people in that market that are searching for things in that market, like questions, answering questions. That's all I'm doing in the very, very beginning. We're going to lay the foundation with that stuff. Then we're going to start to layer in some product-based posts, some how-to posts. But the product-based posts are going to be coming immediately after, right? They might even be mixed in in that first batch, but we're going to heavily focus on the, those questions. That's been the process that we followed um, right now to this point, and it's worked really, really well. Okay. So creating uh, content and using the questions, the how-to, and then the product-based posts. The third piece is amplifying the content. And this can be done in a couple of different ways. The first thing is Pinterest. We're going to take that uh, content and we're going to link it from some pins on Pinterest. Pinterest is a search engine as well. That's why I'm using that. Now, notice here, I did not say amplify it using uh, Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. Why? Because it's social media and I can't control that. I can't control Pinterest either, but it's those other ones aren't search related. They're just go on, scroll, get someone's attention. Pinterest people are searching and that's where I want to spend the time. Okay. And I can also set up a system to have someone do this for me, right? They create the pin. They, they post it on the website. It links over to our board on Pinterest. We create that pin that links back to our website. And then we just rinse and repeat that process. Very, very simple process. So that's Pinterest. And then the second thing is email list. Now in this new brand or <laughs> this new niche property, I keep saying brand cause I'm so brand focused because that's what I call these, but 
people will think that it's bigger. It doesn't have to be. But this new one that we're going to be building, I'm not going to build an email list right out of the gate. And the reason why is because it's starting out as a lot of product stuff. And then there's going to be some question stuff, but that's related around the product stuff. So at this point, I do not want to build an email list in that because it's really for people that are searching, you know, uh, best uh, or top uh, best fishing lures 2021, like something like that. That's when I'm going to start this site on. So the email list might come later, but not right now. Like I said, you have to pick and choose those other two uh, websites that we're building, the niche sites, those have email lists, both of them. And I email them at least once a week. Okay. So amplification is usually Pinterest email list. Okay. Then the fourth thing is monetization. We're going to start with Amazon almost immediately. And then once we get enough traffic, which Ezoic now has it where you can start running ads with no minimum, which that's something new. Um, so I'll be willing to test that here pretty soon and excited to test that to see what that does. Um, so get an ad network on there as soon as you can. And then possibly if it makes sense for that niche, we'll bolt on an Etsy shop. Okay. And we'll also probably add a digital product or two, depending on the niche. But these are options we have, right? Amazon is a given ad networks is a given. Um, Etsy will be optional. Digital products will be optional. Okay. So that's the monetization. The process looks like this though. Keyword research. We're going to do questions and products. Create and publish 10 to 15 content pieces per month. That's right out of the gate. Amplify the content, rinse and repeat. Like that is it. And my construction crew, my, my uh, you know, people that are going to be helping with this, the people that I find I hire, which is going to be just through like virtual assistants, is a keyword researcher, which I might do some of that myself because I enjoy it. Um, a writer, okay, start with one and then maybe have two or three. And then you need a publisher to the blog. Now that could be you. It could be someone else. For me, I'm going to have that be someone else. So I may do the keyword research, especially in the very beginning, just to kind of build out the foundation and kind of get the direction. But then the writers are going to do the work for me. And then um, I'm going to have a publisher, which I already do um, to publish those. Okay. And who knows, maybe you have someone that maybe you have a teenager, maybe you have, maybe you have a son or a daughter that is, you know, older that could do some of this for you. You want to pay them. 10 bucks per article to publish and optimize. Uh, I'm currently doing that with my 23 year old son and um, he's helping to do this third site now. So I'm going to train him, have him trained. Actually, my father who does, does my other ones is going to be the one training him. And then he's going to be the one that's going to be doing it. And now what happens is, is once I start to build out this, this uh, portfolio, I'm going to need more management done. Well, he'll be able to do that. And if I need to hire someone, guess what? He knows what needs to be done now because he's trained to do that job. Just like if I was hiring someone else to come in and start putting windows in, I would have to train that person, but I'd have someone that's already trained to do the training for me. Make sense? It's pretty simple. All right. So that's what it looks like guys. Okay. Building real estate, but online. And it's what I'm calling niche properties. And I I'm doing this personally. I'm going to continue to do it. I see so much growth here. And here's the other cool thing. I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to really, really stress it here. When you're building this thing and you're getting traffic and you're starting to generate money from it, it now becomes a sellable business. Okay. People are looking for these sites, sites that are already up and running that are already starting to produce. Okay. And so you can immediately, and I'll give you an example. If you have a site that's earning $1,000 net per month, you could probably sell that between $36,000 and $46,000, depending, right out of the gate, okay? So if you, let's say that you built this thing, and let's say that you get it up to $1,000 a month in, I don't know, a year and a half, okay? Would it be worth it if you did that and then you just sold it for $45,000? That might be worth your time. I don't know about you, but you know, years ago, you know, I would have did anything to have the opportunity to say, I'm going to work on something right now. I'm going to build this thing. And then when it's done, I'm going to sell it for 45 grand, but I'm going to invest my time into it. Now you might be able to write all your own stuff. You might be able to do all the work yourself. That's going to be pure profit for you. And if you see that it's making you a thousand dollars a month, you might want to keep it. That might be your rental property. Okay. So hopefully this has 
gotten you excited or at least piqued your curiosity and said, that might be something that I could do. Now, I'm not here to overwhelm you though, right? You could take these same principles on this and just use it to build your brand, right? If you're in e-commerce and build that content site around the brand, uh, you could totally, totally do that. Um, but this is something for someone that wants to build something that it could, you could be the face of it. If you want, you still use the same principles. It's harder to sell when you are the face of it. I will be honest. We've done that. Uh, but if you have something that is not necessarily you, you can still have a pen name and all of that stuff. It's going to be easier to hand the keys over to a new owner. So just keep that in mind. So this is something that I possibly will be teaching on an upcoming training. Okay. This will be a paid training. Uh, and I'm not quite sure what I would price this at. Um, but it is something that I will be definitely doing. We're definitely going to be um, doing more of this in the academy. So if you're in the academy, keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, but what I'm going to do here is I am going to answer a few questions if you guys have any, and then we will wrap this up. All right. So let me go ahead and look at the questions and let me know guys, thumbs up. Was that, was that good? Do you guys, uh, you guys excited about that? Let me know. All right, here we go. Uh, Troy Gardner, I'd be interested. Agnet, yes, interested. Awesome. Uh, okay, so here we are. Let's see. A lot of questions, actually. Um, oh, Helene. Helene says, yes, build and sell. That would be awesome. And Helene, you have a lot of the uh, the know-how and assets already internally in your own skill set to do this. Um, so I know you could do it. Um, it's a matter of time. And kind of prioritizing that so that way there you can you could be building this on the side without it interrupting your current business. So I never want anyone to get distracted and not uh and kind of drop their other thing. Um oh uh how much monthly can Etsy add to the revenue on a niche site on average? It's going to depend. It's going to be widely dependent on the market, how many products you have in there. But I would say at the very least, 250 a month all the way up to probably $5,000 or more a month, depending. Okay. Um, right now I, we've had months that it was in the one brand, uh, about a thousand dollars, uh, net. And then, uh, that was an add on to it. And then I think right now we've been hovering right around 500 bucks. It's the off season. It's the summer. Um, I think fourth quarter is going to be a boomer for that one. Um, but, uh, we're also going to be, we're in the process right now of adding another Etsy shop to, um, one of the other niche properties that we're building out right now. Uh, let's see. Okay. How do you know which niche websites are easier to build and monetize? Well, that's where the validation piece comes. So you have to look at the traffic. You got to look at the competition on the traffic and you got to look how niche it is. And then you also got to start looking at and identifying other sites that are already doing it. So to me, a lot of people, they look at, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that someone's already doing. No, we want to see that. We want to see that as proof and as validation. And then we, we know that we can probably, um, you know, tap into some of that traffic and some of that revenue. So it, it is going to come down to finding other sites that are monetizing through Mediavine or AdThrive or Ezoic, and then just getting an idea of their traffic numbers. And then you can kind of do the math. Uh, in general, how much traffic and articles do you need before you can start monetizing? Well, with Ezoic, you can start immediately, but it's going to be about traffic, how much traffic you can get. Usually we like to give it three to four months before we even expect any traffic coming in. So I would say three to four months before you're going to be able to even turn on, um, some ads. Um, uh, but it can happen sooner. It can, uh, yes, I would love training covering both building and how to buy niche sites. Cool. Uh, how much investment would you need to make minimum of building one of these versus buying one? Well, if you were to buy one, depending on, you know, again, how much you want to spend, you can buy a site right now that's, that's generating 150 bucks net a month, right? And that site might cost you, let me do some quick math, might cost you four or $5,000 for that site. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you, you could spend that or you can look at a site that's generating a thousand dollars a month and you can buy it for 40, $45,000. Um, you can find one that's doing $2,000 a month and you can pay 80. Um, it's really going to depend on that. Um, uh, my thing is, is if you are wanting to do this, to build this thing out at the, at the least amount spent, then I would say, um, I would say build it from scratch and then start creating your content yourself. But then 
to get it going faster, I would then pay for content being created as you're building your own as well. Uh, let's see. How important is passion when it comes to building these sites? If these sites are exclusively just for rental properties or investment properties that you're going to be you know, selling off or just using as rentals, passion has nothing to do with it for me. Okay. Has nothing to do with it for me. I'm just looking at traffic. Is there questions out there being asked that I could answer on here that will bring traffic and how much traffic can I shoot for? You know, if I'm only looking at sites that are getting, you know, 20,000 visitors a month and that's all I can find, then I'm not going to probably go into that niche because I need more traffic than that. I need at least 50 to 60,000 page views to make a thousand dollars a month on average. That's about what I need. Um, and it's not hard to get there if the traffic is there and we can tap into it. So I want to find other sites that are doing um, similar numbers. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Agnet says, been trying to do it for a while, but a workshop will help. Yeah, that's the idea. Um, why do you always give the same examples? Example, catch a bass in a pond. Uh, because it just comes to mind. Um, we can do another one if you want. Uh, what other one could we do in another market? Why don't you give me a, why don't you give me a niche, give me a niche and I'll come up with a, a question possibly. Um, I could just do a search too. If I go to Uber suggest and look under questions in a niche. Um, let me see if we were going to, let's say we were going to do one on, I'm looking out the window. That's why I got this idea of doing palm trees, right? Like how to grow palm trees, uh, everything about palm trees, right? It could be, um, can palm trees grow in South Carolina? Um, can you trim back palms on a palm tree? Uh, can you, or, you know, what to use to protect palm tree in winter there? I just gave you a whole bunch right there. That's what I would do. Uh, who would you need to hire to build and run these sites? You don't need much. I mean, again, you could do it or you just, first off, you would probably at first want to do your own research for the niche and pick it. Right. So it's like me going out and finding the land. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and find the best piece of property. That's in a great location right there. I know there's going to be enough, uh, you know, potential for someone to want to rent that. So I'm going to go find it. I'm going to buy that piece of land. So it's almost like you're doing that with your niche. You're like, I'm going out there and finding the niche and I'm making sure that it validates and it meets all of these pieces. Then from there, it's a matter of you just doing the keyword research, or if you want to have someone do it, but I would do that yourself and then go, okay, here's 10 articles I need written. You go find the writer. You say, this is the criteria to write this, write it. And then you would either publish it or you would hire someone that could publish and optimize it for you. Um, but it's not hard to do that. Uh, Helene, Hey Scott, can you go a little deeper into why you focus on building a list or not? What is it about this one particular niche you just mentioned? Um, that you are not working on an email list. Great question. So sometimes if you if you are just building the site, you might not want to get bogged down with building the email list, although it can help speed up people going to the website, as I've said before, right? It can it can get it quick. The site that we're building is really a question-based type post, mainly with products that are being reviewed. Okay. So think about it. If I was just selling, um, well, that's not a good example because I could, well, let, let's say that someone was going to make a one-time purchase, right? They're going to buy a palm tree and they need to plant it and that's it, right? I could do a little email list for them to say, Hey, um, here's five things you need to know when planting or when choosing the right palm tree for your area, right? That would be a good lead magnet, but then I get the list now from the list. Am I going to send them something every single week about palm trees? Probably not. Now, if it was in gardening, aha, now we're onto something. So I might build a website that's just exclusively about palm trees because there's enough traffic out there, right? But I'm not going to build a list necessarily because I wouldn't be able to send them things every week and I wouldn't need to because it's, it's them coming there to find what they want right now. They get the answer and they're gone. And that's okay. I'm okay with that if I know that going into this and I know that I'm just doing this for the niche property, uh, you know, idea here, right? That's all that I'm doing it for. Um, doesn't mean I couldn't build one like, Hey, get 10% off future gardening stuff. Like I could turn the palm thing, palm tree thing into more gardening. Then I would build the list, right? Cause now I got gardening tips. But it's, I'm not going into just the gardening. I'm going into palm trees, right? But now I probably wouldn't build the site on just 
pop trees. I would build it in the gardening space, but I would have a sub niche area on the site that would be on palm trees. But in the beginning of what we're doing moving forward, we're starting kind of in that sub niche level, and then we'll probably build out later. And then that's when the email list will come. So we're just not getting overwhelmed with everything that's got to be done. We know that we have to create content. We got to publish content and we're going to do that right now out of the gate. So hopefully that answered your question. Uh, yeah, go ahead and listen later morning in or morning logging in late. Okay. Well, you can catch the replay or listen to this on the podcast. How many products do you need on Etsy to make a thousand dollars? Again, that's going to depend how much profit are you making? $5 are you making $25? Um, it's just going to widely depend on products and how much you're like, we have, we, we have some blankets that we're selling that's print on demand and those things sell for like 60 bucks and we make 25 bucks, right? So you'd sell less of those to make your thousand versus you're selling a t-shirt that makes five bucks. So it, that just, it just, it just depends. Uh, when are you thinking about doing the workshop? Not sure. Trying to see if this is even something that people would want. And if it is, then I might do it. So just, just kind of trying to test the waters here. Uh, oh, is it better to stay away from some niches in your opinion? Yes. Yes, it is. I would say, um, and I could probably get into this more in another upcoming episode. I would say, uh, staying away from anything in the health related. Okay. Health staying away from anything medical. Okay. Anything medical. And the reason why is because Google is making it harder for that content to rank. And it makes sense because they only want qualified people to give medical advice. So I would probably stay away from something like that. Um, something that's illegal. Like, I don't think I would go and create a gambling site. Now I know gambling is legal in some areas, but some areas it's not. I would just stay away from stuff like that probably personally. But the first one that comes to mind is anything medical. Um, now, if you're talking about a certain diet, you'd have to figure out ways to talk about that without it being medical advice. Um, I'm in an Etsy group. Uh, there's a lady making 50,000 a month selling downloads of higher, um, uh, ed notes. Um, Let's see. I've been doing research in my niche and someone has sold about 150,000 total in printables. Yeah. There's a whole, uh, there's a whole thing that you could do on Etsy on just downloads, like just downloadable stuff. Um, I've got someone in, uh, the Academy that's, um, she's doing well over a thousand dollars a month on just downloads, just printables, which is pretty cool. Uh, I helped a friend search his niche and his competitor has some $1 million in t-shirts are in shirts. It can be as little or as much. Yeah. It, and it just, and it just depends on the niche and the traffic. But again, if what we're doing here is thinking about this as I'm building a piece of rental property or a property that is like real estate, how can I do this and generate a passive revenue stream without me having to really be there to make the thing run? Um, if that's something that you're interested in, I would keep it very, very basic. And then here's the cool thing. Let's say you got three of these things going, right? And you've got the system down. You see one is starting to really take off or one of them is getting more traffic. You're like, maybe we add an Etsy shop to that. Or maybe, you know, we create a digital product for that. Or you'll know the more that you kind of get into it. You might have one that you're like, you know what? I'm going to sell these two and I'm going to take that money and then reinvest it in doing a new site, but I'm also going to reinvest it into this other site and build it out because it's got more potential. That's another thing you can always do, right? You can always add an addition onto the house to make it bigger, to make it worth more, right? We can always, always do that. Uh, okay. Last question here. And then we're going to wrap up. Would you still buy Airbnb property knowing what you know? Yes, I would. It just requires a crap ton of money. Okay. So uh, in the meantime, I'm not going to wait and just keep rolling my pennies to try to, you know, do that because right now, I mean, honestly, like to buy property right now, you're going to overpay for property, right? Like there's houses right now that are selling for a hundred thousand dollars or more right now, just because people want to move to certain areas and the money is cheap right now, as far as like getting a loan, it's like under 3%, which is crazy. Okay. So if I buy, I got to buy higher. And then that means that I'm going to make less on the property. So for me, I don't want to go in that direction right now. I'm going to kind of wait for the, the market to kind of settle in, but no, I'm open to it. I'm open to that hundred percent. Um, but while I'm waiting, I'm doing this, right? Cause property on the internet's pretty cheap. 
right? I don't have to worry about buying a piece of land. I can just go, oh, niche over there. Boom. I'm going to go ahead and start building it. And that's it. Um, so guys, hopefully this has helped you. Hopefully this has got you excited or inspired. Do me a favor. Uh, if you are interested in attending a workshop, if I decide to do it here where I'm going to walk through all of the different components, all the way from the niche selection, all the way from content creation, all the way um, from amplification and then monetization. And I'll be using um, the two sites that we've already currently been building. If that's interesting to you, um, then let me know whether you comment here and just say, yes, interested, or if you want to send me an email, scott at brandcreators.com. Uh, just let me know somewhere. And um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll let you know when this is going to happen, if it happens. Um, now, if you are inside of Brand Creators Academy, most likely we will be doing this for you, but I'm just deciding if I'm going to do a separate workshop um, in this uh, niche uh, properties thing. So let me know. Let me know. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap up this coffee talk, this episode. If you guys uh, have any questions, let me know. As always, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now let's rock your brand. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing, if you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable, five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts, just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people. And it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.